Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, it's time for Cherokee Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Welcome to Cherokee Business Radio. Stone Payton here with you this morning, and you are in for a real treat. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Alma Coffee, sustainably grown, veteran-owned, and direct trade, which means, of course, from seed to cup, there are no middlemen. Please go check them out at myalmacoffee.com and go visit their roastery cafe at 3448 Holly Springs Parkway up in Canton. Ask for Leticia or Harry, and please tell them that Stone sent you. All right, first up on Cherokee Business Radio this morning, please join me in welcoming to the broadcast from Pie Bar, Miss Lauren Bolden. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it is such a delight to have you come into the studio. Pie Bar has become already one of my staples, one of my favorites, as many of our listeners know. I'm very close to uh, making my home here in Woodstock. Holly and I are moving from East Cobb out here. The studio's already been here for a few weeks. I'm learning that whole stretch. I've met most of the bartenders, uh, <laughs> and I, I've been into the pie bar. Probably You're probably about right up there even with Reformation and, and Truck and Tap and Daily Draft. I try to spread the wealth, you know. <laughs> And I have had personally the pleasure of enjoying uh, some of the pies, of course, and I was sharing with you before we went on air. Uh, what a genuine hero you made of me the other night. We had uh, dinner with what, uh, gosh, am I going to say this on air? What may very well be future in-laws. <laughs> uh, my youngest, uh, her beau, uh, Matt, his parents, we went over there. And at any rate, I, I was a real hero because I showed up with all these marvelous slices of of pie. But I have been so looking forward to having you come in the studio. would love to get the backstory. But before we even go there, mission, purpose, just day in, day out, what are you hoping to, to do for folks with this uh, business that, that you and your husband run? Yes, yes sir. Yeah. Yes. So we started back in 2015. My husband, Cody, and I thought, well, we're 25 at the time. We didn't own a home or have kids. And we didn't love doing what we were doing with our normal jobs. And we thought, well, shoot, like, let's just quit and open a pie shop oh like God. like most normal people <laughs> do. Um, and so at the time in 2015, there was no purpose other than to get out of regular jobs and to start our own thing. As we've grown, we've kind of shifted from open the doors and survive every day to really starting to consider like what are our core values and what are the things that we want to put out there to our guest and to our team. So right now what we tell our team is, is we're here to create a space to make people happy. We want to bring, bring people joy through pie. And so we really build that into our core values. We build that into the way we're connecting with our guests. And so for us, our purpose is, yes, to make great pie. That's super important. But even more than that, we want people to come in and feel really welcomed. We want our team to feel really excited about what they're doing. And overall, we just want to be a positive place in the community. So let's talk about team for a moment, because my suspicion already, we're 45 seconds into today's um, show, my suspicion is if it were you or your husband behind the counter, you could virtually guarantee that you would absolutely create that environment. Kind now, of. Have you met Cody? <laughs> I have not met Cody. <laughs> 
So, okay. We used to get a lot of customer complaints about that guy with the red beard. We put Cody in the back now. Yeah, so we had to transition pretty quick. Well, okay, maybe that's the answer to my question, because where I was headed with this um, is with how do you identify, recruit, develop a team that can help you live into that that vision to create that environment like you described? Golly, it is so hard, and it's something that I think just team building and leadership is something I really work and think about every day. Um, I've definitely made right choices with certain team members and then, you know, people come and go and, and maybe it wasn't the right choice. And over the past almost six years, we've really started to learn that we can train people to do just about anything. So if they work in the back of house, we can train them how to bake the pie. If they work in the front of house, we can teach them how to slice the pie. But in reality, it comes down to like being really positive, having a great attitude and being excited to be a part of something. And so when we interview, I don't spend a ton of time asking them about their skills necessarily. I want to know a lot more about their personality and to see if they would be a really good fit for our team that way. So we spend a ton of time with our team trying to figure out what they're excited about, what we can do to take their talents and pour those into Pi Bar so that their time with us is beneficial not only for the organization, but also for them because I say it for some of them. I always say, like, you're never leaving. But in reality, I know, of course, they all will, you know, one day. (laughs) And when they do leave, we want them to take away tremendous experience and be able to say, you know, I didn't just go here for for a paycheck. Because in reality, working in food, you're not going to get the highest paycheck. (laughs) They can go work somewhere else for a bigger paycheck. But so for us, it's figuring out a way to really build in their passions and, and find a way to incorporate things they're excited about to serve our guests really well. Okay, so my next question is the title of your next book. Um, <laughs> why pie? <laughs> why pie? You know, why not beer? Why not a consulting I firm? Know. Why not whatever? I right? joke all the time. What a mistake. <laughs> pie <laughs> is so hard to make. No, it's not hard to make. I, I take that back. I think pie is really, it's not difficult to make. It's just labor intensive. Uh, so our team is is there seven days a week making pie. And it is a lot of work, just physically and mentally. Um, I always joke I should have opened brownie bar because it would have been a lot easier to do brownies. Um, the, the true answer is so embarrassing, but back before I opened Pie Bar, um, I was the kind of kid that grew up watching a movie and wanted to be everything they saw, whether it was appropriate or not. And so I just constantly changed, like, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. And so um, a couple years into my marriage with Cody, he was like, dear God, pick something. (laughs) He's like, I'm so sick of this. And it just so happened that my obsession at the time was pie. Um, So coupling that with, uh, I worked at the governor's office at the time. And so we were a young staff of about 70 people. And so there was always a birthday. And so I would bring pie and I really liked the positive feedback. <laughs> they were so excited because usually it was just a sheet cake from the grocery store. And so I'd come in with a homemade pie. So coupled between Cody saying, lady, pick one. And people saying, well, this pie's pretty good. I thought, well, shoot, I should just make these pies and I can sell them for a living. I think this sounds like a great idea. <laughs> wow. Only somebody at 24, 25 would think that. <laughs> now, did you and Cody... Um, need to go learn how to make pies at scale? Wouldn't that have been a good idea? (laughs) (laughs) No. Yes, we should have. Um, 
when we started Pi Bar, in reality, I was I had just transitioned from the governor's office to the Office of Planning and Budget. So I was a budget specialist for the state oh of my. Georgia. <laughs> Sorry, guys. (laughs) And uh, while I was there, I thought, well, this is great. Like, I've got some extra time. I go to work, come home. And so I spent a lot of time when I came home baking lots of pies. And I started just doing farmer's markets. I sold at Reformation Brewery. I sold at antique shows. Truly, I had no shame. I would ask anyone, can I sell pie here? And I would do it. And so one summer, maybe the summer of 2014 or the summer of 2015, right before we opened, it was 2014. So right in 2014, we were every weekend, I was doing the Woodstock Farmers Market on Saturday. Yeah. I was doing on first, so on first Fridays, I would do Reformation. Saturday mornings, I'd do the Farmers Market. Saturday nights, if there was a concert, I would sell at the Woodstock City Concert. And then Sunday mornings, I would do the Marietta Square Farmers Market. And so it just got to the yeah. point where it was like, you got you to gotta pick one. So I decided to quit my job and I had never baked in a commercial kitchen except for about a month or two. I rented out a commercial kitchen space from someone and used their oven. And um, other than that, I had baked everything at home always, you know, like a few pies at a time. And then suddenly, I guess we thought, well, we'll just open the store and I'll bake a little bit every day, not anything serious. And and. Six years later, we now have like a 2,000 square foot kitchen with walk-in refrigerator and freezer and and capacity to do like 64 pies at a time and something that I have definitely grown into. Did not not get there from, uh, except from trial and error. So um, speaking of trial and error and knowing that uh, you two, God bless you, you kind of jumped off the ledge there, which I'm inspired by, uh, a little surprised by actually. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, are there a few, I'm not even going to ask if there were a few surprises. That's a silly question. Of course there were. Are there a few surprises that that, uh, came your way that really stand out for you? Some things you learned through that process that really stuck for you? Oh, yes. Yes. I, I would say I don't think I realized how important people are when it comes to a small business. And, and what I mean by that is both sides. Like I thought, well, I would just bake all of the pies and Cody will help out up front and um, that'll be it. Like it'll just be the two of us. And so hiring people and training people mm. has been something that was really surprising. <clears throat> I would say the majority of my time now is spent on the people aspect of Pie Bar. Isn't that interesting? Lots and lots of time there. Um, so that was surprising on, on the looking out towards like guests and customers. It was really surprising. I thought people would just come in and buy a slice and, you know, I'd see them every now and then. And just the level of, of connection and relationships that we've been able to build with people has been truly surprising. And, and some of us are like Norm at Cheers. We don't come in now and again. We come in, oh boy, I'm going to Woodstock. Right. Well, it's so <laughs> neat. It's exciting because I never anticipated we would have regulars at a pie shop. <laughs> right. And that sounds so funny, but truly, we'll, we'll see. I've seen people come in and they'll have just gotten married and then a year later they'll be pregnant and I will then see them three days after they've had their baby. And it's just really exciting to be able to be a part of a place that is so special to, to so many people, which is really cool. Okay, now the title of my next book. Yes. Why Woodstock? 
Oh man, Woodstock is special. It really, I mean, you moved here or you're, you're moving here, right? We're almost here. And, uh, by the way, to give our listeners, because sometimes our listeners will listen to our material a year, two years later. Where we are now is we're just about into the spring of 2021. Uh, some indications are that we're, we're, we're getting a handle on this whole pandemic thing. And so things are loosening up a little bit, but it's, you know, it's still a little bit tentative. And me personally, in my personal life, I'm in the process of moving from uh, East Cobb, a suburb here in Atlanta, Georgia, to the Woodstock community. And we already, we've had this studio here, I don't know, maybe six, eight weeks. So that's kind of where we are from a timing standpoint. But yes, very, very soon. Uh, You'll uh, be a Woodstock. Yeah. It is a fluke that we ended up here, but it was a, a choice to open Pie Bar in downtown Woodstock. So okay. when uh, Cody and I got married... I was working in downtown Atlanta and he was working in Jasper. And oh my. Right. So Ooh. it was like, well, what's in between? And it happened to be Cherokee County. <laughs> and so we moved to Woodstock. And for the first couple of years, we were just kind of members of the community, going to local restaurants and, and bars, a lot of reformation <laughs> back back before it was in downtown, which is really cool. So it hasn't always been. No. It has since I've been coming. I know, I know. Yeah. So they were they were actually down Arnold Mill. So oh, Back before okay. all of uh, all of that, we would we would come and support downtown Woodstock and thought, well, that's a pretty cool spot. Um, and then when we started selling at markets, the people in Woodstock truly were so passionate about supporting a small business. And by small business, I meant one girl standing in a tent in July <laughs> trying to sell them pie that looked horrifying, to be honest. It's 100 degrees at 7 a.m. in Georgia in July, and I'd be trying to sell them a, a, a piece of pie. And the fact that we had regulars at the farmer's market was so tremendous for us that when it was time to open, we knew we had to to open our, at the time, we thought only store, but... but um, we knew we had to open in a place that was excited to see us, and, and downtown Woodstock was that. Okay, you just opened up a, a, a line of, of interest here. I, you have more than this store here? We do, yeah. All right, we'll talk about Yeah. Yeah, so, so we opened our second retail location actually back in August. So in January of 2020, we sat down and did our vision casting and <laughs> found a beautiful space we were so excited about on the Marietta Square and signed a lease there. And then I don't Holy know if y'all know this, but in March of 2020, the world closed. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so we signed the lease January. Um, oh, March yeah, yeah. happened. We kind of pushed through. We were really, really fortunate. The um, landlords are really great and super understanding. And so we were able to get the work done. And we opened up in August. So that's our second retail store. And then we have a commissary kitchen, which is where all of our back of house team works out of, which is the third location um, in Kennesaw. Oh, my. So, we're a team of about 16, um, a little over half are full-time team members. And, and so we're really fortunate to get to make that much pie every day to support so many people. How in the world, and maybe you don't know, but um, how in the world have, have you thrived with all of the chaos around us, which very, right now very much includes this, this pandemic? Well, uh, it goes back to, again, the people really are, are huge. So mm -hmm. on both sides, on, on team member sides and guest sides, team member sides, when everything happened in March, we kind of had a, a sit down with them and all of our full timers, we were just like, Hey, 
we don't want you to go anywhere. We want to do whatever we can to keep you here. And none of them wanted to leave. We're really lucky. Wow. There's a lot of places that people were happy to go on unemployment or were happy to, to leave and, and find other jobs. And we didn't want any of them to leave. And we were really fortunate that none of them wanted to leave us. And so we joked, but we kind of quarantined our entire back of house team in our Kennesaw kitchen. <laughs> and we're like, this is where, like, I didn't even go in. Um, I would kind of just stand outside the first couple of months or I would plan on getting there earlier than them or coming in after them because I didn't want to interact with our back of house team because that's kind of the core of where all the pies are made. Um, so that was a big one is our team saying, no, 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 we're standing by this. Like we want to continue to make pie because this is what we're passionate about and the people want it. And then our guests rallied. I mean, they, they did not want to see small businesses close and we're really fortunate. I mean, I had people that um, for a little over a month, Cody and myself and Vivian, this is before we opened Marietta, so we only had mm -hmm. the one store. We worked every shift, seven days a week, and wow. um, we kind of joked that the three of us were in our own pod, and every day at lunch, we would send Cody over to Reformation, and he would get us one beer, because <laughs> we couldn't have too many, you know, we're serving guests. <laughs> But he would go over and get us one beer, and he would pour it into three cups, and we would all have our one third of beer to now deal with getting the rest of the oh my. to get I through the rest that. of the day. <laughs> and so we would all have our one third because what we did was we shortened our hours, and um, our guests would come and do curbside. So for for weeks and weeks, the three of us would literally they would call, we would run outside and, and bring their pies, and they wanted to see our team succeed. So um, we started. <clears throat> doing like a tip pool and so any any tips that were coming in over a certain amount we're pulling and we still do that where it goes to our entire team as opposed to just the individual running uh, it out okay. and um it really comes down to the people on both sides again well and yes i i absolutely agree and i can just hear it when you describe what you what you lived through and how you chose to approach things uh resourcefulness resilience uh i mean you guys are serious about uh, very much this. i think resourcefulness is the nice way to say like super cheap <laughs> <laughs> i'm always like well, we don't really need that we'll wait on that you know uh it's like painful to think about like oh we need a new refrigerator like can we just squeak by for a i would rather spend the money on on our people and and, and as opposed to buying crazy things for the stores <laughs> So, I mean, we shared one beer, for God's sake. I, that <laughs> that, that I, I cannot, I, I don't think I could have my business that close to reformation. Uh, that's, that, I don't have that level of, of discipline at all. You are so um, enthusiastic. You're, uh, almost, uh, my dad would call you a bright penny. <laughs> but, yeah, and, and so you clearly enjoy the work. You enjoy the people. You enjoy the, the community. Uh, and I would be interested to know uh, when when it's not the best day of the week and it's, it, things aren't going quite right or you need a, a recharge, where do you go for, for inspiration? Do you, do you read? Do you have a, like a mentor? Like how, how do you, as a, as a business owner, do whatever you got to do to get back out of that and go yeah. get it done? That's hard. And I think there's no one size fits all. Like there, there's never, it depends on what the issue is and the day is. And I can tell you, I've definitely transitioned over the past six years and I'm sure it'll continue to change. When we first opened, 
I did not know how to handle the stress or the pressure, or the anxiety. Mm. And so the first couple of months when we opened every morning, I would just sob. Like I, I was so unhappy and my stomach would just like be in knots. And every customer that came in, I was so afraid to see because I was afraid of what they would say, <laughs> good or bad. I, I just didn't know how to process it. Yeah. Um, and then I went through the period of being like really angry. That was the processing. <laughs> you know, anything that happened, I would internalize and turn into anger. And unfortunately, I'm sure a lot of people go through this in, in terms of you take it out on someone. And so my poor husband, Cody, Cody poor Cody, poor Cody, <laughs> poor employees, you know, I didn't oh, know yeah. it at 25, 26, I'd never let anyone. And so I was angry all of the time because again I didn't know how to process the stress around things and and mm -hmm. so I would point the finger and say like oh it's because of this or because of them or because of you and and <laughs> so fortunately worked through that one <laughs> um and I'm now in the compartmentalized zone <laughs> which if anybody is listening as a therapist don't call in because I don't know if that's good or not um but I, I've learned to be able to accept things will not change immediately and I need to kind of rely on the people around me in a positive way and not in an angry way. And that sometimes I just need to go to bed. <laughs> you know, I, I, I need to, to go to bed because nothing good's going to happen from this. I just need to move on. And most likely the next day I'll see it in a different way. Um, and, and if that doesn't work, there's this, this bar called the Shuffle Inn in Canton. <laughs> And if it's a really bad one, I'll call Cody. I'll be like, let's go get some gin and tonics. He's like, great, see you at the shuffle. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> now, do you, as we wrap, do, do you feel like you've, you've found the edges? Uh, and what I mean by that, have you found your business model? You've cracked the code. You're in your groove. You're just going to be heads down. You're just going to do this thing. Or are you also sort of looking beyond and, and looking for different markets, different distribution methods or anything like that or a little of both? I, a little bit of both. I will say we've never been in a place where we are now with the level of talent that we have, mm -hmm. um, the level of income that we're seeing in terms of revenue for our stores. And, and that's exciting. It's exciting to be able to say, okay, we're going to have some opportunities soon. Um, and, and figuring out what is that right move is really scary, but also really exciting. Yeah. Um, we talked to our leadership team a lot about there's kind of these like A, B, and C places. And A is like, okay, here's the idea. This is what we want to do. And then C is like the fruition of that. And B is kind of the part nobody wants to do, which is the hard work part. <laughs> um, and I think that that ABC model happens a lot like it refreshes a lot so when we first opened abc was like a we should open a store c was like the store will have customers and b was like getting up every single morning and baking all of the pies and being there every day and over the past six years that abc model has refreshed and now we're in the place where it's like a is uh is our team we've got this really really talented team and c is they want to contribute in ways that i need to make possible for them whether that's a new store or stores that's an interesting frame right there that's leadership what you just well, say that again you you're wanting to create 
we i i wanted one store period i didn't yeah. want to open multiple stores but then you get these people in that are so passionate and you are telling them don't go here stay with me yeah. i need to create opportunity for them and i need to create it in a in a sustainable way which is why it took five mm. years to open a second store um and so for us it's like that's where we are now is like i we sat down in in maybe February, so not long ago. And I said, like, we're in the B right now. Like, the next 12 months is going to be hard work. Like, we need to figure out our processes and our procedures. And, yes, now we've opened two stores, but we've never opened three stores. We need to be prepared for that, you know. <laughs> and so we're in the B currently to get to the C, which is hopefully opening that third store in the next 12 to 16 months. Oh, fantastic. Fingers crossed. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're definitely going to keep an eye on you and continue to follow your, your story. Congratulations on Thank the momentum. You. Thank you so much for coming to visit uh, with us. Let's make sure that our listeners uh, know how to get to the different points of this empire. <laughs> Whether they go storefront or website or email, phone, points of contact, whatever you feel yeah. like is appropriate. Yeah, well, so we want to meet people where they are. So what we mean by that is our stores are open downtown Woodstock and Marietta Square, but we want to serve them in a way that makes them feel comfortable. So we offer curbside. All they have to do is when they oh. arrive, they can call and we'll bring it out. Cool. We joke with our front of house team members. We tell them if you do jog, people will tip you more. <laughs> 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 and so it's funny you'll see me just out there just jogging to different cars you know um which during uh cold weather is fun during the summer was not fun right. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see this year but we're, we're doing curbside um we've got limited dine-in in both stores um as well as local delivery through grubhub so we're trying to be really resourceful there in order to, to reach guests where we can yeah. um we're open seven days a week at both locations so we're excited to serve you pie every single day of the I week. didn't realize that. Yeah, seven days. There's no day that you should not have pie. <laughs> and we try and really engage online a lot. So we use two main platforms <clears throat> for social. We use Instagram every day and our team is the one who is actually engaging there. It's not just myself or our GM, Vivian. It's our entire team. Um, a lot of <clears throat> days we'll, we'll log into our account and respond to people, which is really exciting. It wow. kind of gives them, again, an opportunity to, to interact with our guests in a different way. Um, so that's just pi underscore bar. And then we use our email a lot. So if people just go to our website, which is orderpiebar.com, a pop-up will show up or they can scroll down to the bottom and subscribe to be on our newsletter list. And I send out an email every week. And so the email that went out today was like, hey, Pi Day's coming up. Like, let's talk about why this is important for our business. And we get pretty real in it and we talk about like, this is a leap for us and this is like, really important for us to share this with you as opposed to just like, Hey, come in and buy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we, we really like to kind of open up about what the state of our business is like overall financially, you know, mentally <laughs> piley, all of those <laughs> things. So, uh, that is us. And hopefully we can kind of connect with people those ways. Well, what a delight to have you. you come visit with us this morning. Thank you so much. Keep up the good Thank work. You. We are going to continue to follow your story. I hope you'll come back sometime. I hope you'll bring Cody that. with you and or maybe a team member. Oh, that would be so fun. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. And maybe Plan some that. pie. And, and maybe, maybe some, some pie. I've got a surprise for y'all. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
hey, listen, how about hanging out with us for a few minutes while we visit with our other guests? I would love to do that. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. All right. Next up on Cherokee Business Radio, we have with us, with Vulcan Engraving and Promotions, LLC, Mr. Jay Johnson. How you doing, man? Stone, good to see you. Uh, I'm so sorry you have to follow that. Uh, <laughs> that's wow. not an act I would want to follow. <laughs> Talk about hiring people. She needs to be my marketing person. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So did you learn anything in that last segment? I did. I I, uh, I really learned about uh, a lot about the important parts of small business, and that is the people. Well, you heard, I mean, yes, we talked about pie a little bit, but you, I mean, the whole theme of that entire conversation was about people, and then it just, it just blew me away toward the end where she's talking about, she genuinely feels a sense of um Purpose and maybe almost obligation. I got to create opportunity for these good folks. Right, absolutely, I mean, uh, unbelievable. She's uh, she's got it all figured out, and that's great. <laughs> Most of us struggle just to find our day, you know, to the end. So there you go. All right, tell us a little bit about this uh, work work of yours, mission, purpose. What are you out there trying to do for folks, man? Uh, what we do is we um, our tagline is uh, uh, you can't sell a secret. And most of the times, <laughs> I like that. Yep. And most of the times, uh, we'll put people's name and sales message on things that they can use as uh, currency, uh, giving to uh, guests, family, uh, thanking employees for a good job, job well done, et cetera. And that's what we like to do. All right. So for us here at Business Radio X, uh, both at the network, my day job, and here in this studio, which is kind of my semi-retirement job, but in both cases, uh, branding is is very important. Absolutely. Um, there are a lot of folks out there, particularly now, not so much 15 years ago when I started, uh, but there are a lot of um, folks that are that are trying to capitalize on this same medium. You, uh, you know, like my nephew has a podcast. You know, uh, that's a very different thing than what we're trying to do. So branding the Business Radio X Network, the logo, the all of that is very important to us. So we have over the years um, tried to put some real attention and care toward how we carry the brand, what we put it on, that kind of thing. So you have virtually anything you can think of, you can put a logo or a message on from a water bottle to a baseball bat, right? Yeah, correct. We have the, <clears throat> the machines that will uh, either do banners, stickers, magnets, or we'll also engrave. Um, we'll also do embroidery, etc. The cool part about it is that we can address just about every need. We don't do a lot of things in paper. One of the reasons is, is because uh, it's hard to do just one sheet of paper for somebody if they need stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You'll have to do uh, bulk amounts, and that's something that we just don't do. Okay, so it strikes me that in one sense – you should be able to go out to the community and market what you do. I mean, to me, it makes sense that everybody would need something. Whether For me, I'm yeah. a hat guy, so I want to get hats. We were talking about that before we came on, you know, maybe a, a, a briefcase or you know, a shirt, that kind of thing. At the same time, it seems like it would be an incredibly crowded arena. Uh, like there would be a lot of people out there. I, I'm operating under the impression that the barrier to entry would be pretty low. Um, that people could get out and try to represent this kind of thing. How, A, am I accurate? Is that true? Is, is it a crowded arena? And B, how do, you, how do you get above the fray? Well, the good part is uh, because the business is run out of my home, I don't have the overhead costs that other people do. My business in my office is in my home, so I don't have the rents and things that other businesses do. Oh, okay. But also, we try and deliver first-class service. Um, many times somebody <clears throat> will order an item that needs to be embroidered or engraved or whatever and it may take two or three weeks at another store 
we try and turn this stuff around in an average of about three days. And also we include delivery and pickup of, of their items or whatever they need, their personal items and stuff included in the price. So we do all that type of stuff, um, COVID-friendly type of things. Well, there you go. So, okay, let's talk about COVID-friendly. We talked in the last segment a little bit about making some adjustments and, and being resourceful and finding ways to serve people with some of these challenges. What is it specifically that you decided that you at least want to make available uh, with regard to this pandemic thing? Well, what we've done is we've uh, all of the items that we make and, and our manufacturing people uh, touch is all, they're all sprayed with a water-based disinfectant. So any time you get something from us before you get it, uh, we have treated it for disinfectant and, uh, and you'll get it, uh, you know, free of any germs and all that type of stuff. And then we'll, we'll deliver it for free. So, uh, nobody has to come to my store or nobody has to come to my home or nobody has to come to look at anything. Everything can be done either over the internet or, uh, through delivery of samples, et cetera. So we're back to what Lauren was taught. We're back to people. In this case, it's It's uh, people. I think we call it the J factor. You want to call it that, Lauren? (laughs) I think we should. We've coined it here. (laughs) The J factor. No, seriously, though. Because, again, we're sitting here. You guys can't see it. On the air, there's a few of these promotional items sitting on the table. One of them is one of those little baseball bats like you sometimes get at the the game. Great for Little League. But but someone else in town could could create that, that exact thing. Correct. It's just the J factor. It is the J factor, and okay. it's and it's also the uh, you know you, in my business you can match anybody's mm. price, but uh, delivering the services, the speed, et cetera, is really key. All right, backstory: How in the world does one get in this kind of business? Everybody else was playing cowboys and Indians, and you thought, well, not me, man. I'm going to do this. I had a great <laughs> job in the past with an airline, um, with an airline, and and also with an outdoor company. And they put their name on everything. Uh, hmm. I mean, I mean, li- literally, if they could put it on the uh, TP in the uh, in the <laughs> in the airplane's uh, bathroom, they would <laughs> they would do it. And uh, it was on the chairs and on the seats, on the uh, books, on the uh, as salespeople, we would market with all these items and got fascinated by it at the uh, at the outdoor company. If somebody would purchase a boat. Uh, we would give them a Yeti cup with uh, their names on it, and it was such a remarkable uh, marketing tool that uh, I, they'd I, buy a twenty twenty five thousand dollar boat. But this, well, I guess a Yeti mug that might be <laughs> those aren't cheap. But a, a twenty dollar mug was a big part of the whole the whole thing, the whole experience, right? It personalized their purchase and it made yeah. them feel comfortable in their purchase, and that's you know, and that's key. Hmm. All right, so let's talk about. Being smart, because I, this also strikes me as something you could just go berserk on and maybe not make wise decisions and just, you know, somebody like me, buy the hats, buy the shirt, buy the mug, you know. But <laughs> sure. So how, what are some, some ideas, some do's, some don'ts, some disciplines, if you have any, about a small business person, you know, getting the, the biggest bang for your buck, where should you probably, uh, at least in the beginning, if you're going to have a budget or you're going to dedicate some uh, dollars toward this kind of thing, or, or is it all, all case by case? And it's all case by case because everything is the purpose of the items. So, for instance, if your business requires you to have somebody sign something or whatever, pens are important. If you're going to make a presentation of paperwork, mm-hmm. a portfolio would be important, uh, et cetera. Those types of things, coffee mugs within a business. I, I've gone to several of my banks that are nationally uh, national banks, and sure enough, I get, get a paper cup as I walk in there. 
Mm-hmm. To me, that's silly because they should put their name on just about anything that they can think of in, inside that business. Um, it's hard to do business with when you don't know what people do. Uh, before somebody walks in and sees me, they know what I do. I wear the shirts. I have the name tag on. And uh, people know what I do. So I don't have to explain myself as much. And uh, they remember me because of it. All right. So I have no trouble at all believing that once someone meets you, has a conversation, some of the J factor starts, you know, coming through and you're like, you know what? Next time I buy hats, next time I buy shirts, you know, whatever, I'm going to give this J guy a shot. I like him. I, that, and again, it seems like it would be so crowded. How do you, how does the whole sales and marketing thing work for a guy like you? Like, how do you get to, to meet a Lauren at Pie Bar or Stone who, who's at the network? Uh, does, I mean, do you do something strategically or is it you're just out and about out there and it, and it bubbles up? Or Well, because I'm, the, because I'm the manufacturer and the salesperson and the accountant and the delivery driver, <laughs> um, we're not to the point of, of hiring a part, uh, you know, people to come work for us yet. You don't but have I, like a salesperson out there no, shaking I don't. the bushes. No, but, I don't. Everything's word of mouth with me. And the reason is, is because many times we, we've, we, uh, you know, professionally, we'll have large quantities of things ordered. So it's not one at a time. I don't have to make 20 sales calls to sell 20, 20 drinkware pieces. Right. Many, many times one person will buy the 20 drinkware pieces, which keeps us busy. The other thing is, too, I partnered up with a partner in Lawrenceville, and he's in the trophy business. So he does ah. all, He specializes in all of our trophies, kids' trophies, um, and that type of work. He also does all the embroidery, et cetera. Uh, he's great at what he does, and I think I'm a great marketing guy, so I can sell him and he can sell me, and it works out fabulous. Our partnership has been wonderful between those two offices. Okay, so for some of our listeners who may not have their own radio show or their own studio, uh, what is the process for them to meet you and get a, a chance to look at product? How do they order a product? All that kind of stuff. Right. The hard part is uh, because it's custom it's very, very, very difficult to put out a uh, a a uh, you know a catalog or something that would cover everything that we do. Many times people come to us. I'll let's say, let's say with a buttstock of a of a shotgun that Grandpa gave to them, and they want to put their name on it. Oh, I do wow. that type of work, but how do you put that into a how do you put that into a catalog? Right. So we really just rely on word of mouth for people to call us with an idea, something that they want, and we try and uh, solve that problem that they come to us with. Now, it's my understanding, I, the, the way that you and I met is uh, here at the Innovation Spot, which is where the, the studio is. I mean, it's right in the heart of Woodstock. You could almost throw a rock from here to, great to, place. to Lawrence Pie Bar. <laughs> yeah, you it can, it's a great, certainly a nice, it's a nice little walk. Listen, I wish I had her location. She is in a great spot. <laughs> you know what? We should go grab a third of a beer. I know. And a slice of pie. <laughs> Done. I'm, I'm hungry. <laughs> But the way we met, you were out here with some kind of group, a small business group. Uh, um, you know, again, going back to just the climate here in um, in Woodstock. But uh, I get the sense that you're very involved in community, and I know for a fact because Tom. we talked about it a little bit before we came on air this morning. Uh, one such organization uh, is an outfit called the Kiwanis, which of course I've heard of. Um, do you mind talking a little bit more uh, about that organization, your involvement in it, that kind of thing? I don't mind at all. I love giving back. I've had a very, very successful life in my past. And uh, giving back to kids 
in the Cherokee County area that sometimes get forgotten or sometimes just need a little bump or some mentorship is really is a life calling for me. I'm I'm kind of a religious guy, and it falls all into that from my from my uh, my soul. And so the Kiwanis, the they have a a certain focus here, or is it a different focus in different communities? What's the what's their mission purpose? Well, they have different categories. <clears throat> Many times there'll be programs that will teach kids in, in the elementary level how to read or how to write. Uh, and uh, K kids uh, in the key clubs in the high schools gives kids a chance to be leaders, a chance to build their resumes for the future, how to apply to colleges, how to use the uh, key club uh, to be a team member and, and to do some fundraising and you know and get some some really cool uh, experiences in as a high school student. And then in college, they'll do the Circle K, which is also, again, leadership-oriented type things. It's fantastic uh, for kids to have something to go to besides uh, going home and working on a video uh, game or working on their cell phone. And we hope we're trying to give kids these programs. The successful ones have been at the three high schools here, uh, including Etowah High School and Sequoia High School. And they have just been sensational. The kids that come out of there really do a great job in mentoring other youth, uh, mentoring uh, uh, other youth and how to get going in schools and et cetera. Um, Kiwanis is built around making sure that children have a chance and uh, giving kids an opportunity to be the best that they can be. Um, uh, whether they have the funds, whether they don't have the funds, there's programs that they can get involved with. We're a worldwide organization over at Kiwanis, and it's it's just been tremendous back to us, too, because all of us are of the age where we would like to do something for kids that need it. Well, and my my hair is great enough that y'all might let me in that club. Eh? Well, we have young people, too. <laughs> we, we've got several. My son's a member of 25, and he loves it, so... <laughs> uh, now, we also talked briefly, uh, another thing that kind of struck a chord with me was trying to support kids as they're coming out of the fostering. You had a term for it. Uh, they're, they're getting too old. They, they don't. There's a program up in Waleska called Angel House that we're a big partner with a young lady named okay. Victoria Hill, who got involved with the Miss America uh, pageant uh, situation set up. Uh, really took the uh, adoption programs uh, uh, to another step up here in Cherokee County. And uh, all of us have gotten involved in the Angel House uh, set up to make sure that uh, girls that kind of age out of uh, being adopted or looking to be a, a young person that gets adopted, uh, it gives them a place to, to be mentored to, to get them back in school, to get the, give them a, a safe place to live, et cetera. That's not offered by uh, a lot of the government programs and things. The government offers them a lot of great programs for them to go to schools and stuff, and it just takes that that little push to make sure that they take advantage of them. Well, I, transition, I suspect, is tough at organizations, individuals, but it's probably even more so um, if you don't have um, some sort of support system. And, and, and when Correct. I think of support system, you were talking about teaching kids to read. I mean, I've had a fairy tale life. My mother taught kids to read for a living. She was an elementary school teacher when I was that age. And I mean, what a what a great head start, right? To have, and so it's um, that's just I I've been very blessed in a lot of ways, and that's only one of them. But when they get to this this uh, aging out thing, I think you called it, 
to have a support system, there's just someone to tell them you can do it. You, that I would think the mindset would be as important as any of the actual resources. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, that's the thing. Uh, you know, sometimes you don't have to tell uh, a young adult uh, how to do stuff. You just have to show them. You just have to talk about your successes in your life and things that have worked for you. And all of a sudden it starts to work for them. It's not that easy though, with some of these kids, they need some real serious help, right. but, they, but they get it. And, uh, and it, it's just, it's, it's been so rewarding for all of us at Kiwanis. Kiwanis, we also have to do background checks and things to deal with the youth. And, um, and there's a lot of rules and things that we have to go by to make right. sure that the kids are not exposed to problems. But because of that, we're able to offer a lot of neat things for them. All right, but, but, but Kiwanis sounds like a marvelous place for uh, anyone, I was going to say a business person, but anyone to plug in, if the, and particularly if they have a heart for trying to do a little something to support kids at these different uh, transitions is what comes to my mind at these different stages. Um, so, okay, let's talk about me for a little while. I mean, it is my show. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> uh, I'm just now kind of beginning to get um, introduced to the uh, to the Woodstock. Uh, and it's not just Woodstock. It's really Cherokee County because I've, I've met the folks, the golf cart guys up in uh, – up in Canton, uh, we're going to have them on the show. So, Ryan. I love it. <laughs> uh, and, and maybe before too long, you'll see a Business Radio X or Cherokee Business Radio golf cart. But uh, I'm, I'm getting kind of introduced to some of the local businesses. I had the pleasure last week, actually. Um, I, I joined the In Woodstock um, thing, and I went to uh, – it was a very intimate setting, but it was a, it was a, like a conference room over here, right up the street here at Chatt- Chattahoochee Tech. And um, this gentleman did a, a marvelous presentation. I got to meet some folks there with the economic development folks. And so I'm beginning to um, to see visible evidence of what Lauren was describing in our last segment about just how supportive this local business community is. Uh, but the reason I say let's talk about me for a minute is your council, you've been here a while. You really do know the, the, the business climate here. As a guy like me who's trying to get this, uh, a guy like me who's trying to get a, a, something like this off the ground, this local neighborhood studio, where should I be putting my, my energy? Are there organizations I should tap into? What, what's your advice? Aside from, I'm sure I should get a gross of um, water mugs with my logo on them. Well, um, (laughs) I mean, that's a given, right, Lauren? Yes. He's already placed an order. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, One of the greatest parts about being in a smaller, but successful community like Woodstock in Cherokee County in general, is that you can go to events and do more networking and and uh, you can join organizations and do more networking than you could possibly do with mass mailing or something like hmm. that. Not that that doesn't work for some businesses, but uh, people buy, in my opinion, people buy you in, in your business. They're going to buy your personality. They're going to love on you because they want to listen to you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I got to get my own J factor going, don't I, Lauren? We're going to need to work on it. <laughs> no, and that and that's what and that's what you do for this community. I, I you know, I I listen to you constantly, and I and I love it. We oh, have we you. have a common member that's also part of a Friday group with you, and so I just I just love it. Um, uh, but that that's the key is getting involved. Uh, this this town has more events to get involved with. You just got to pick and choose what suits what you're looking to get for. If you're if you're just trying to do it for the general public, go to a general public type event. 
we do like uh, I was mentioning to you earlier, the um, 4th of July parade. Doesn't sound like much, but decorate your car, drive down with the Radio X, um, with the Business Radio X sign on it, and all of a sudden you would not believe how many types of people are going to get in touch with you and want to do business with you that way. Well, now you've inspired me. We're going to get the golf cart. We got now. We got to get the golf cart before July. We got to get you or somebody. We got to get Business Radio X stuff put on it. That's right. And, right? You, and you don't have to spend a lot of money to do that kind of stuff. But <laughs> but but people buy you and in, in, in yeah. this world, and and that's the key to it. Listen, the pie bar is successful because you are somebody that everybody wants to know. Well, and you. no, and they do, and they do because uh, I can just tell your passion for it, unbelievable. I, you know, I, I have the enthusiasm, but I certainly don't have the youth like you do, and be able, <laughs> be able to go forward that way. I, I love it. I'm going to be your new customer. Well, thank you. Well, it's going to be a great way for me to entertain as well. All right, so let's circle back before we go because I could stay here all morning talking about uh, all of this. I want to make sure that our listeners know how to get in touch with you, have a conversation with you, and again, encourage them to, and help them understand it's not about looking in Jay's catalog for whether you want the blue pens or the red pens or the white shirt. Uh, you're going to sit down with them and help them think through what is the, what is the best way to, to execute a program with these resources that's going to help drive your business objectives. Yeah, that's it. And, um, and, you know, we can, we can direct you to a catalog. That's my, my, uh, manufacturer that will allow you to look and shop that way. If you want, if you're only looking for one item, I understand, but if you're looking for a group of items, definitely we can give you samples and all those types of things that make the decision much easier. All you need to do is call, uh, you can check us, um, at J at Vulcan engraving.com. Or at my telephone number is 678-777-6570. Remember, free delivery locally, a local pickup of your items if it needs to be engraved that way, etc. Jay, thank you so much for coming in and visiting, man. Thank you both for making this a, a, just a marvelous way to invest a, a Tuesday morning. Thank you for having us. This is so fun. Absolutely. This is great. And I know I'm going to be the biggest pie fan <laughs> on the planet. You sold me. I, I got you a new customer, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Until next time, this is Stone Payton for Jay Johnson and Lauren Bolden and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on Cherokee Business Radio. Yeah.